Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good evening and welcome to the East West Sports Podcast. I am your host, Fidel. Alongside with me are going to be my co-hosts, Kendall and Jerry. How are you guys doing out there? Doing pretty good, Fidel. Glad to hear, Kendall. Uh, we're still waiting on Jerry, but it's all right. We'll, we'll uh, wait for him to get connected. How's your day been so far, man, your weekend? It's been pretty good, man. It's been great, you know, just... You know, dealing with all the stuff that's going on in the sports industry. So, you know, it's been kind of tough, but, you know, just been taking it day by day. You know what? I, I was actually watching the UFC fights on ESPN earlier. Uh, they actually did have the, the fights in Brazil, but with no audience there. And, <laughs> man, you know, like to me, it really put into perspective what, what fans actually mean to sports. You know, right. it was a live event, but the but there was nobody there besides the fighters and, you know, their coaches and a few uh, cameramen. So it, it's just so crazy now that we actually appreciate the fact what fans bring to the games, fights, you know, and any sporting events. Yeah. And, uh, Jerry, welcome to yes, the sir. show. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I hope you had a really good one with your loved ones. I did. That's just where I got back from right now. Thank you, guys. And, uh, Glad to hear. But, yeah, it, it's just, to me, I was just telling Kendall that I was watching the UFC fights on ESPN earlier. Uh, they proceeded with the fights in Brazil, but with no fans. Wow. And, and, you know, I was watching that. And to me, it's just, it's so crazy. It just didn't feel like an actually live event. It's just, it puts, uh, you know, everything into perspective of what's going on right now. That, you know, what what fans really bring to the sporting events, it's the atmosphere, it's everything. Yep, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's just crazy with everything going on, of course. But all right, guys, let's go and get started. So we're, we are waiting on the CBA deal to be uh, done by tonight. You know, so it's either going to be a yes or a no. Even if it's a no, there's still going to be an NFL season next year or this year, I should say. What do you guys' thoughts on the deal? Uh, man, I go ahead and start for that. I just, I think it's probably gonna be in the best interest. And what my gut feeling is, is that it's gonna pass through the night, because like I said, they're they're, tra- they're talking about expanding the playoffs and whatnot. And there's a few things in there that the players are not all in for. But for everything I've been hearing this week, and I've heard from some current players that they say it's a pretty good deal on the table, and that they should not pass this up. That's based off everything I've read this week and everything I've seen and heard. Likewise, I, I, um, you know, there's a handful of players out there that say they're voting against it, but I've seen some other players uh, totally, you know, saying that they're voting yes, and and that's been brought to light just recently. So, you know, we're just expect ex- expecting the uh, decision, and then from there we'll find out if free agency gets pushed back. 
you know? Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, that I, that I think is going to happen is I think free agency that's scheduled to be on Tuesday is going to get moved back, with, you know, with everything going on. But what I don't think is going to get pushed back are the deals because I believe deals are already in place. Even the free agency hasn't started. I, I know players have talked to teams already and agents. So what are you guys' thoughts on that as far as, you know, players knowing already, like, where they're going to go, but they're going to have to wait to announce it? Well, um, sorry. I think uh, most most deals there are. I think a lot of deals are coming to familiarity right now throughout the weekend and, and going into tomorrow night. Into I think tomorrow it's really going to heat up or whatnot, rather there's a deal in place or not. Because a lot of these deals on the first through the first web of free agency, they get done via you know via the telephone or whatnot. They get these they get these handshake deals over the phone and they agree on principle until the league year opens on the 18th when they can put pen to paper. So I think a lot of these deals that they're either just getting started or wrapping up, and we'll see a lot of them start coming out probably sometime tomorrow. You'll see some rumors still come out tomorrow and into that into that legal tampering window Monday. Because let's just be honest, I know, you, you know, they're not, they're not, nobody's just going to hop on the phone on Monday and just start trying to call me. No. These deals started way back a couple weeks ago at the combine. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. No. Yeah. You're you're right on that. I mean, and and the time that we live in, it's Every everybody's connected some way somehow. It's kind of hard to keep things under wrap. You know what I mean? Even even like for instance, uh, in the front office, you know, sometimes you you already know who, what team is going to select what player, maybe a day or two before, just because it got leaked. So I think that maybe tomorrow we'll start seeing, even though we get the vote, we'll start seeing the leaked information that Kendall was referring to that got uh, agreed to during the uh, combine, you know? So I think that uh, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, most definitely. And even though, you know, it's a, it's a slow time right now, obviously with this coronavirus going around uh, for sports, there are still NFL news to report. So first one would be that the Vikings have cut Xavier Rhodes. Uh, you know, we, we all know that he struggled last year. Uh, he was a you know a higher draft pick from the Vikings. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh well, mine's initially is you know you know Fidel. I told you a few weeks back. I, I you know I initially called it, and I kind of felt it was coming because the past couple of years, Xavier Rose's play has kind of tailed off slowly a little bit. He's getting out there in age. I believe he's around twenty nine to thirty years old right now. But he's getting out there in age, and you know, corners and running backs once they hit that you know close to that thirty age mark. They start to slow down a little bit. We've seen another instance a couple weeks ago when the Redskins cut Josh Norman. So, and with Xavier Rose, and you can see it on the sideline, he, he, he'd have temper tantrums with the head coach, Mike Zimmer. And, you know, I, I, some, some reports seen that a couple of years ago that he was on the trade market. He's been on the trade market for a couple of years now, and then he's, he was earning a lot with the Vikings. So, they either he was going to take a pay cut or they was going to cut him. And I guess they came to agreement over the weekend to just go ahead and, let's just go ahead and cut losses with the player. So that, that's what I think we've seen there in Minnesota. I think that when it comes to, you know, players like him, he, you know, we saw him at one point, um, one of the, one of the best that one, you know, for a couple of years, you know, he was one of the best, you know, the top corner in the league. Um, I think there's still a market out there for him. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if he's going to command a lot of money though. Uh, but, I mean, look at the success that Richard Sherman had, you know, and Richard Sherman's a little bit older, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, so I definitely, I do think that he, you know, if he does his homework and kind of sees what he felt more comfortable playing in, I think that, you know, maybe something a little bit more zone-like would help him out, you know, because like, kind of like what you're referring to, maybe he doesn't have the same speed he used to. Uh, I think that maybe zone where he can kind of trust his eyes and, and, and his experience, I think that would definitely benefit him. Yeah. And so he, so he's actually 29. We actually share a birthday, June 19th. I'm just a year older than him, but yeah, so he was actually the, he was a first round draft pick. He was actually 25th overall in the 2013 draft. So he, he is a veteran and, you know, he uh, might've had already his peak as far as, you know, good seasons, but I, I definitely feel like he can be a help to a team that is looking for pieces that's going to, you know, going to be ready to compete next year. Yeah. Cause you know, 29, 29 is not 35. So he's, I think he's still got some good seats. I think if he get him in the right system, I think Xavier can get back to being the Xavier Rose. He was when he came out of Florida state. Yeah. I mean, look at Chris Harris, Chris Harris, also a, uh... An impending free agent, he's thirty-one. You know, so I think that the thing with free, with Chris Harris Jr. is that he's a little bit more lighter. You know, a little bit more lighter on his feet, and particularly he plays more in the slot. So, you know, definitely it's one of those things that maybe he needs to just weigh his options and see what best fits his skill set right now. Yeah, and then the other news that dropped too is that Alden Smith is going to reapply for the NFL. Uh, do you guys see a team or, you know, do you even think he'll be given a chance to come back and actually play? I think with the Seattle Seahawks, I think that you always have a chance, right? I love yeah. that. I love yep. that. I love he that. Took, he took it right away from me for dinner. <laughs> I had to because I knew Kendall was going to jump on it. I think <laughs> I think with a team like the Seattle Seahawks, you know, I don't know. I mean, the thing with clowning is that, man, coming out of college, he was the, I mean, everything, the trifecta, you know, like everything that you'd want, a three-down defensive lineman, you know, could stop the run, could generate pass, could get sacks. But then when he came into the league, you know, he has he's had some struggling getting to the quarterback. Uh, he he lives in the backfield. Yep. But the, yeah. The, but the thing is, do you think the Seahawks are going to pay him 20 mil? What, what the Cowboys paid Demarcus Lawrence? Do you see the, the Seahawks paying uh, Jadavian Clowney 20 million a year? No, you know? I, I don't. Right. Just so because that, of that injury, too. And so that's where, too, I, yeah. No, that's where, that's why I was trying to say that that's where, like, players like Alden Smith, they'll take chances uh-huh. on, on players like them. Right. I think that's a great, I think that's a great fit for Seattle. But I'm going to throw out three teams for you. I'm going to go with the Saints. The Rams and maybe even the Patriots, they might get they might give him a look out there. Sean Payton, he you know he's a you know you never can have enough pass rushers. You know no. you know you never you never can have enough pass rushers. So I think the Saints, you know they brought in you know Des Bryant a couple of years back. They tried out AB this past season. They've been accustomed to do to do some things with you know players that couldn't you know couldn't keep their mind right or still in the field. So I think the Saints and I think the Rams they're losing two defensive stars. They're losing Michael Brockers and the linebacker, the middle linebacker Corey Lewis, yep. I believe. They're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, and so, and Dante Fowler too. Oh yes, Dante That's, Fowler. Yeah, so they're losing. Is he they're losing. really? Okay. Well, I thought I'm not. If I'm not for sure, they might. No, I, I think they resigned him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They re they re him up. They re they him resigned up. him last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think the Rams, the Saints, and the Patriots, and you know Bill Belichick, he loves bringing in <laughs> recreation projects and to try to throw something back at the league. So you know that would be a great fit for him. But I would think between the Saints and the Rams. 
And I, I think be, those would be great fits for Alden Smith. Somebody give him a shot if he gets reinstated. Yeah, you know what? Like, to me, now that you guys mention it, you know, all, you know, we all think alike. We're all, we all have great minds, to my opinion. Um, the one that would probably make the most sense would be Seattle. Only yeah. reason being, you know, if we take a look at that division, you know, all the teams are pretty good. You have young quarterbacks. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, Jared Goff. Uh, you have Kyler Murray. So if you think about it, what's, what's the formula for success in that division? You have to get after the quarterback. Have so to. any additional help that Seattle can actually get, because if you really think about it, they weren't that far away from actually hosting a playoff game. You know, they were an inch away, if that, from beating San Francisco, you know, week 17 and winning the NFC West. Correct. Yeah. So, so to me, that would probably make the most sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a great fit for him, right? There's I'd say Seattle and the other teams that we threw out there also. You know, yeah, we've been seeing yeah, a lot. Of, we've been seeing a lot of names surfacing uh, aside from Alden. I think uh, earlier this month we saw the reinstatement uh, application for reinstatement for Randy Gregory, all street for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I saw Chance Warmack, the the, the guard, um, also trying to make a comeback. So you know, we you know definitely some news has been surfacing it's kind of hard right to keep up with everything all at once but you know it, as we go through it we, we we're like wow 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 yeah. you know <laughs> and and, yeah. and once yeah, you get it's it crazy back, and right now it's a slow time too so yeah yep <laughs> and things are creeping around yeah i, I think that, i think there's always room for pass rushes on something like i said once again to piggyback on what i said you never you never can have enough pass rush. so i think a Randy Gregory or um, Alder Smith, they get picked up by somebody. If they get reinstated, somebody will be knocking their doors down to get them. Come, especially, and it, may, it might be one of those things where it's late on in the season and a team looking to make a push or something like that if they don't get signed right away. But I'm telling you, some, somebody, there's it's always room for pass rush. I think the one, the one, the one that would benefit the most if got if was reinstated would be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Randy Gregory just he knows how to do one thing and that's get after the quarterback. You know what I mean? So. Right. And the thing is that he's still under contract, so they wouldn't have to worry about a uh, re-signing or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's great. That's right, Jerry. Yeah. All right, guys. And then also too, uh, Melvin Gordon. That's you know he's scheduled to be a free agent. He's been linked to the Miami Dolphins. What do you guys talk about as well? I'll go first. Uh, I think that's kind of an interesting take. Um, you know, they. I heard a report saying that if the money was right, you know, but then the last thing we saw before they closed down the, the college football player visits was JK Dobbins and uh, Jordan love visiting. And one of the, one of the reports that you did read was there, they were enamored with JK Dobbins. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, would you, would you rather take a chance on a proven running back to could play at a high level with injury concerns or, what they young a young running back that seems to you know keep his nose clean, treats his body, takes care of his body the right way, mm-hmm. you know, uh, looks like he wants to be one of the best of all time. You know, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I think with the Dolphins, I think um they might. I think if if Melvin Gordon wants to get paid, I think the Dolphins, you know, they've been one of those teams that you know they, they're normally kind of active there. You know what I mean? They're trying to sell some seats at the Dolphin Stadium or whatnot. And you know they got a lot of cash. So I think that in the, you know for this year they got a lot of draft picks in the first round. 
So I think with a Dolphin, if they throw some money at Melvin Gordon, I think Melvin Gordon, he probably go there. It just depends on what Melvin wants to do. I think yeah. the Dolphins are a great spot for him. And just to add yeah, real quick, real quick, yeah, they yeah. have 90 million cap space. Yeah. But no. also, too, it depends. What do the Dolphins want to do next year? Do they want to compete? Or are they still going to be on a rebuilding mode? They have a lot of money. They have a lot of picks. What do they want to do? What does Brian Flores want to do with Correct. that team? You know, um, the Jets are going to be better next year. But Buffalo, we, we already know about Buffalo. You know, they have Josh Allen. They have a young, good team. You know, New England. New England's always there. You know, but it's still yet, you know, it's yet to be determined if Tom Brady's going to come back. Uh, but that would be the other thing, you know, is like, do they want to compete next year? Do they just want to draft young players, sign young players, you know, and then maybe not this year, but next year be, you know, competing for a playoff spot. But also another team to keep in mind, and I know this is going to sound, you know, sound kind of crazy, but the Los Angeles Rams. Now, why do I bring up the Rams? Last year, we saw that they struggled when they could not run the ball. And I know they just they signed Melvin Gordon to a new contract a couple years back. But to me, it makes more sense for Melvin Gordon to go to the Rams than to Miami. Melvin Gordon already lives in L.A. <laughs> the Rams need a running back. I'm not right. too sure what the cap hit would be if they were to cut. Um, you know, they're running Todd Gurley right now. But right. to me, that would make sense. I think that- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they signed Todd Gurley to a big deal a couple of years back, but you know he he had authorizing that knee, and there was some reports coming out a good month ago that um the Rams ownership was going to meet with him before free agency begins to discuss his contract and what is the next step. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do there. But if they let go him, that'll be a great spot for Melvin to go. Yeah, I mean it's not too far fetched to me that you know that Melvin Gordon signs with the Rams. Of course, depending on what they do. It's just, to me, the Rams don't have a lot of draft picks. A lot of these teams like to build through the draft, and they won't be able to do that this year. So maybe restructure Melvin um, – I'm sorry, uh, Todd Gurley's contract and then also sign Melvin Gordon. Yeah, the, the Rams, I think they're, only, they're the only team that, that is opposite of, of like what you were saying, right, building through the draft. I think they want known commodities so they can win now, you know. So <laughs> – I don't know about Melvin Gordon being there. I know that I think Kendall kind of already predicted, and we've been kind of joking around that Kendall's our Nostradamus, right? Predicting, yeah, no, picks. definitely. I think one of the one of the teams he said, "Watch out, the Texans." And and shortly, short, I think I just saw like a couple of days ago, the the Texans are not bringing back uh, either one of their running backs. So I was like, "Oh my goodness, Kendall." We talked about this I think like two weeks ago, you know, during one of our conferences. Well, and then also too, the Texans. That's another team that that doesn't have a lot of draft picks. Uh, but also another team that does make sense would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, oh yeah, they, you know yep. they struggled in the run game too. Yeah, does, yeah they have yeah, Ronald Jones out of USC, right? That's yeah. their running back. Well, yeah. it was it was kind of running back by committee. So because he started some games. And um and I forget who the other running back was. Peyton, oh my god, I have the Peyton, name. Uh, I think it's um not Peyton. It's uh uh Peyton, Peyton Barber. Oh, no, that's what Peyton I wanted Barber. to say was Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the Melvin uh, Gordon news. I think um with him, he's probably gonna set the running back market. So he probably one. He probably the first name to get that get that domino effect rolling. I'm I'm looking at probably 
Bundy and Wins, he probably one of the first first names to go off the board. Yeah, no, most definitely, just because he did get some rest last year too, and he's still fairly young. I will huh? say this: he did take a better approach than what Le'Veon Bell did, right? Because oh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell set out the whole year, and and when he tried coming back, it, the Steelers were like, "Nah, we don't need you." <laughs> and he lost yeah. out. I think that I think he lost a little over north of fourteen million. I was like. Wow, what a what but, a knucklehead move! You know what I mean, like. But you know what? I, I'm not too sure who Mel, uh, who um, oh my God, Le'Veon Bell's agent is, but I blame that some on him too, because obviously, if you have a client, you're gonna you're gonna want to give him the best advice, and that's not what he got. Yeah, he didn't. But like I said, Melvin Gordon, he did it the right way. He came back, and after that, he kept his mouth shut and got to work. So I think there's a market well, for him. There's a market for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also, you know, kind of helped that he had a really good backup. And yeah. uh, Austin Eckler, that just he, looked – he looked he looked really good when Melvin Gordon paid. was not there. Yeah. He, so. he got paid too, Austin Eckler. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and uh, hit on the NFC North uh, South. team needs. We're doing the South uh... – Kendall, you want to go first, okay. or do I oh, kick it off? Yes, it's been yeah, Ben Howard days. We get a lot of stuff mixed up today. Was Ben? You know, it happens sometimes. Yeah, man, this coronavirus type yeah. thing, man, is gonna be confused and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it's going with the South and my team needs and whatnot. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and start with the Carolina Panthers. They're um, they're picking, they're drafting this year at, at seven. You know, they're bringing in Matt Rule. They got they got rid of Ron Rivera and whatnot. So that it's trying like they're trying to they're trying to change the culture there. They're trying to get younger, get get rid of some old pieces, and just try to rebuild it. So the Panthers, if they want, they want to rebuild it, but they came out a couple weeks ago and said Cam's probably gonna be their guy. If he's healthy, they're gonna bring Cam Newton back. So you know, if you're kind of rebuilding, that means you're not you don't want to win games. You want to build and get that draft capital going for the years to come or whatnot. So I mean, there's no deadline or Cam trade right now, but I think once he gets healthy. I'm, I still think they will get rid of Cam, and I think Cam they're gonna be they're gonna be trying to get um, Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft. But for this year, at number seven, I'll look for them to get the draft Isaiah Simmons. I think they need because Luke Heakley, he retired this offseason. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna let's bring in some fresh talent Isaiah talents uh, Isaiah um, Simmons, my fault. They get to get this defense back going because the Carolina Panthers defense when they was go, when they was going to the Super Bowl and going deep in the playoffs. They were young, they were quick, they were physical on defense. So, and you can bring, you yes, can bring Isaiah Simmons. He can be a great chess piece. You can move all around, the, all around the field on the defense. And I think they brought um, Joe Brady from LSU, the offensive coordinator. They brought him in. So, if they wanted to look offense, they could go maybe a tackle or maybe a um, wide receiver or maybe even a tight end. They got. Panthers are sitting in a great position because they got knees all over. When you're picking in the top ten, you got knees all over your team, so that they can they can they can they can get the um, best player on the board. But I look for them to go Isaiah Simmons or whatnot, and um and try to get that defense going, try to get that defense back right. And like I said, if not Simmons, maybe you can sneak in and get a wide receiver. Get you can go um the wide receiver from Alabama, Jerry Judy, right there at seven. That'd be a great luxury pick for them too. But I th- I'm leaning towards them going. Towards the linebacker and get and draft Isaiah Simmons. You you know just to add on on uh, on you what you were saying, since you know we started, I've always said that Carolina was going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, so I I still feel like they're probably going to do that and probably yeah. And why not start building on the defensive side? 
because you're right. Whenever they made it to the Super Bowl, what was it that took them there? It was their defense, not necessarily the offense. Right. The offensive, the offense helped, but it was a defense. You know, uh, I forget how many picks Carson Palmer threw in the uh, NFC Championship against Carolina. Whew. It was a lot. I want to say four or five. That it was a lot. He had a miserable game. That was the year. I think they were like the one or two seed that year. Well, Carolina was the number one seed, and yeah. um, Arizona was the second man, seed. I am not too sure what uh, what um, Arizona was. Oh, they I just I remember they had a really good uh, wild card game against I forget a certain team. Right. Well, I think that Carolina is a real interesting team to kind of pay attention to, especially with Matt Rule coming in. I mean, that guy looks like a real maverick. You know what I mean? He looks like a real maverick. So, um, you know, when you're looking at him right there, you know, with that draft capital, and then he has he's been given full authority over, like by the owner to run that ship the way he did. I mean, the, the way he built up Temple, the way he built up Baylor after what Baylor went through, that scam that Baylor went, you know, was involved with. You know, he put Baylor back in the map, and they were they were actually ranked. You know, so, and then from all the coaches that are in the league right now, he has probably one of the best familiar familiarities with all the actual you know college kids that are out there. Pretty sure there's some kids that he didn't, that he tried to you know recruit that went to the other schools, and you know he knows them very well. So, I think that Carolina looks good. I think that that Simmons pick would actually be. A very good pick for them. So, but yeah, interesting team this offseason and, and yeah. the season to, to unfold. Yeah, that, that Simmons pick, it just makes it makes too much sense. Luke Keekley retired. They need they need a player to be a leader on defense. Yeah. Yeah. And and to me, it's just him. I mean, to me, that's that's probably one of the most obvious picks, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would have to say for any team to, to make. Yeah, I think that'd be a great pick. And um, moving on along, um, I think with the Saints. You know, the, the Saints are picking 24th in, the, in this year's draft. And, you know, they've been trying to get another wide receiver opposite Michael Thomas. It seemed like for the longest. But but you, but you go back and look at the Saints. I mean, everybody knows Thomas is getting the ball, and he's still catching 100, 105, 110 catches a season. I mean, he's been on a crazy road just like the last few years. And I think it, they're, they're picking there at 23. Most drafts I've seen, I, I think I've seen them want to select Justin Jefferson. I see a lot of people saying, um, seeing him going there, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. That'd be a great pick. If they can't get him, maybe they can land a Henry Ruggs there. But I think the Saints, they have to find somebody to compliment Michael Thomas. And I think on defense, they can go corner. Maybe a Trayvon Diggs or like a CJ Henderson. I think it's it's a pretty it's a decent draft of corner this year. So I think they can find a pretty good, um, pretty good solid corner there. You know, Drew Brees announced that he he was coming back this year. So, you know, just let's just keep the band together for another year or so. Um, they can also, in a draft, um, gain some running back draft there, running back depth there behind Alvin, Alvin Kamara. So that'd be a great spot um, for them to draft and get a running back too. But I think um, right there for that 23 pick, I would go wide receiver or even a cornerback there for New Orleans Saints. And let's try to get Drew Brees to another Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and when we think about the Saints, I mean, as far as offensive weapons, we think about Alvin Kamara. Of course, Michael Thomas and now Jared Cook. Why not? Why not get another receiver? That way, you know, attention goes to the other side as well, not just to Michael Thomas's side. Correct. So to me, that would be the obvious pick. To me, would just be you know going receiver. Yeah, well, 
on the other on the other half of that division, we got the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, Buccaneers. Let me go ahead and start off with the Buccaneers. Um, well, you know what can I say about the Buccaneers? You know they they their their record I think was no it was seven and nine. Um, they finished third in total offense, which is crazy, right? Uh, the defense finished fifteenth and they. They were first in and and rush defense, right? Was which is kind of crazy because when you look at the big picture, you know, uh, they had there were they it 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 just it just didn't seem balanced, right? You know what I mean with those numbers, especially there. Um, but coming into the offseason in the draft, they're picking 14th. They have 84.9 million in the cap. Uh, the biggest need, I would say is QB. I mean, Jameis Winston, I think, for as many touchdowns that he threw, I think that's something he had as far as interceptions. Um, all the other need would be right, well, an offensive tackle and uh, a running back, right? So, man, it was kind of crazy that we talked We talked about that earlier, right? Um, yeah. their, to- their, their actual total offense, they finished third overall in the NFL. Their defense finished 15th overall. You know, they're at 14, though. You know what? I think I, we we had seen a report. I think we were kind of we were kind of like bouncing back. Like, do you really see Tom Brady? You know, because we saw a report saying uh, Bruce Arians was going to attempt to pursue Tom Brady. You know, very 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 hard. You know, we're, and we were talking amongst each other. Do you see Tom Brady saying like, okay, this could be my home? You know, uh, so it's gonna it'd be interesting to see. They had the money. You know the money that he's looking for, especially too. Um, did we see it happening? No. We've also seen what Philip Rivers tied to them, yeah. and then um, most recently Teddy Bridgewater. We've seen his name tied to it. So yeah. at fourteen, I don't think they they need a draft a quarterback. But I mean, we've seen the mock drafts. We've seen, I think we've seen Justin Herbert if he lands there. But I mean, lately the the he's one of the names that caught um, his stock right. His his stock has risen, yeah. Uh, so he's done everything right from the Senior Bowl. You know he's a he graduated senior. You know he could. I think he his pro day he threw a. I think he threw a sixty two yard pass right flat footed. Yeah. I think we're talking about that. So, you know, the only thing is is if it's not there, I mean, what do you what do you do? You well, know, I would say if you're trying to bring in any quarterback. I think that they, they, they're right there at 14. They got some options. I don't think that I see one of the top, the top tier names of the offensive talk, offensive tackles falling there. Like Mekhi Becton, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirth, Jedrick Wills. I don't, I don't see those names being there at 14, but I will say this. There is an offensive tackle out there that I do believe is pro rating. Uh, and he's very underrated. He's out of Houston. His name is Josh Jones. Mm. I actually scouted that player. I'll tell you this much right now. He is ready to pancake, and he is going down the field. I mean, he's getting to the second level in a hurry. I mean, I think I think with the right coaching, they fix up his feet up a little bit. He'd be very dominant. He has a very lanky body, uh, and uh, so I think I think if anything. I can kind of see them going offensive tackle. Uh, if not, you know, definitely uh, uh, an edge rusher, maybe like uh, 
Clavion uh, Ch- Chason from uh, LSU. Mm-hmm. So, but they have the cap. They definitely have the cap to go after these players that they need. Um, so, we'll see. Um, uh, just just to add on, Jerry, really quick on them. Um, when when we think about a Bruce Arians offense, what did we think about throwing Larry the Fitzgerald. ball deep? Throwing the ball deep. He loves he loves to score points. Now, obviously, with Jameis Winston, they were scoring points, but they were also giving the other team points because he would turn over the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's for me, like, where we can kind of eliminate, like, as far as these rumors go with the quarterback. Number one would be Brady. He's older. Can they really yeah. throw that far? Because Arians loves the deep ball. Uh, kind of the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. You know, he's not known to throw the ball deep. He's more, you know, throw it in between the lines. And then also, too, Phillip Rivers. He's, he's, he's older. He's an older guy. So why not draft a quarterback at that spot, you know? They, I believe they do have a little bit of a room, wiggle room as far as free agency goes. So let's, why not try to, you know, let's get a running back like Melvin Gordon, you know, and kind of just build the offense like that and get your young quarterback. If they were to draft one, just get him some weapons. Yeah, I think, I think the only one ahead of them would be the Colts. Uh, I think that that would be the last domino for the quarterback that would, like when you refer to strong arm, I think it's Herbert. And love with the strongest arms in the in the in this in this draft class, aside from Eason. But I mean, let's say let's say Love and Herbert are off the board. Are you saying let them draft Eason, Jacob Eason, out of Washington? Why not? If, well, if, if Bruce Arians believes he, you know, he can he can mold this young quarterback because let's let's remember too, he did he did coach Ben Roethlisberger as well. Yeah, and, ben, and I've heard, yeah, I've heard the comparisons. So, so why why not? I mean, to me, it does make a lot of sense for him to do that. Well, I think if you're trying to make a splash, I think that you're, you're going to use that money towards players, you know, to to uh, to sell the tickets and whatnot. And I think you'd use the draft, uh, but it's going to be they're, they're going to be an interesting team because they're a team that, like I said. You know, they had an unbalanced, right? Like what you said, like they yeah. put up some gaudy number they put up some gaudy numbers on, on offense and and they're a little bit lacked off. I mean, on 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 the defensive side, can they improve? I think that they, they can definitely improve. I mean, yeah, why not make your defense was almost your strong point at one point. Why not make it stronger? I think a player like Eric Armstead would help out a Todd Bowles, you know. Yeah. Uh, Todd Bowles, uh, Todd Bowles defense, you know. Yeah, and then also too, I mean, to me, Tampa Bay has the best receiving core in the league. You got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, Godwin. you have OJ Howard, and right. you have Cameron Braid. They have you have two really good tight ends. They definitely the have only a top thing top that The only but thing left- from that from that offense to me, besides maybe a little, um, you know, line help, was a running back. Well, the the the, the reason, well, I'm just saying because I think. Everybody complaining about Donovan Smith, right? I think that's the offensive tackle, right? The left tackle. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people, you know, they put blame on him. But then they were saying that Jamison Winston was always squinting, and when you go back and you look at the tape, he was always squinting. Well, and he did get, he did get, he did get LASIK surgery, yeah. which is, but he's 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 a real enigma. Um, he's he's just Jamison Winston's a, is an enigma. I think that. You know, worst 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 comes to worst, I think that you know they would stick with him if if they can't get Brady or 
you know, a big time quarterback to come play for them. And, yeah. you know, but if, if they want their quarterback in the draft, I mean, they're going to have to move up or, or like you said, take a gamble on somebody like Jacob Eason. You know, and, and to me, it's crazy, you know, you know, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, the top two quarterbacks from four years ago, they might have to look for a new team and maybe not even start but sit on the bench as a second string. That's just crazy. It's crazy. How it is NFL crazy. It's so crazy. No, it is crazy. I remember they were both the hot names back then. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, last, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Um. They finished seven and nine, you know, last season. Uh, if you actually look at the – if you go back and you look at the defense, it, uh, like at the defense itself, you know, you when you when you when you think of – when we ask anybody who's the off, who's who's the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, do you, does anybody want to answer that? We the Atlanta the head coach? coach. Yeah, who's the head coach from the Atlanta Falcons? Coach Quinn. Right. So, what do you what do you, when you when when Defense. when they say okay, when we say Quinn, who, where did what what's his coaching tree? Where does he come from? Defense. Seattle. Seattle. From Seattle. And what do they run? That zone scheme. It's yep. a it's a it's a cover three, right? It's four defensive linemen, three linebackers. But yeah, it's a it's a zone, it's a heavy zones, uh cover three zone scheme. But believe it or not, he actually switched switched up the defense. He was actually running a three four defense and 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 his team, you know, but I, I think it just went with what they had, right? With to care uh McKinley. And uh, with Vic Beasley, I think they were trying to bring out the best yeah. out of them. Uh, but then they switched back down to a four-three defense, and then they actually simplified the, in, back back into the zone. They had a strong finish towards the season, you know. But they got some question marks, you know. Right now, I think they only have like four million in cap space, yeah, which know. is crazy because I think that Julio Jones, he's worth it though. Is making twenty two million a year, <laughs> and, and then you got yeah, he's worth it. He's yeah, worth it. Most definitely, he's worth it. <laughs> uh, but you know that it makes it hard when you're gonna try and bring back like somebody like Austin Hooper, you know, who's gonna set. They're gonna he's gonna hit free agents. And remember, oh, and, and remember they created some space because they cut Vic Beasley before um a, a couple months a, a month back. And and the other thing too to think about is uh, Devontae Freeman. I don't think they're gonna bring him back either. That's a name to watch. Well, he's still he's still under contract, but yeah, I, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a cap casualty. Yeah, but when you look at their needs, though, you you know it's offensive line, defensive line, and then what you just noted, run the running back. So at 16, though, you know, what do you do? You know, you when you when you're when your offense last year finished to, finished overall in the NFL, they finished fifth, and your defense finished twentieth. You know what do you what do you what do you do? You know what I mean. So, I think that when you look at it, when I see somebody like Fabian Chasen, I think more of an outside linebacker with him. But the knock is is you can't you cannot anytime you got somebody that can rush like somebody like him at his caliber, you cannot just say oh he's you know he's going to be a three, uh, three four defensive outside linebacker because look at Josh Allen. Um, a lot of people mocked him as an outside linebacker in a three-four defense. Yeah, he played. He played for the Jaguars, and he had a great yep. year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, do, right there, I mean, you're looking. You're losing Vic Beasley. 
when you look at the actual board and the way it's falling, do you? I mean, your your star there is Gray Jarrett, right? Right there in the, at your yeah. right there in the defensive line. I think they 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 do need somebody that can just bring constant pressure to the uh, you know aside from Jarrett, they need they need to help out Jarrett. I know you got McKinley there, but definitely it would help McKinley also free him up. So I think that if Chase on is there, take him. I have seen people mock uh, um, Kinlaw, Javon Kinlaw out of uh, yeah. South Carolina, defensive tackle. I've seen that mocked up there, but there's a there's a there's something that that is very hard to find in the league, and especially with their cap, right? I, edge edge rusher. I mean. Do you think they could bring a Jadavian Clowney? No. I mean, with that cap space that they have, I mean, even 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 if they get rid of some people, they're gonna have to be very creative, like making cap room to just to send their, their draft class, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then and then also too, maybe just restructure some of these contracts that they have. Um, I don't think they'll restructure Matt Ryan's contract. Um, I don't know how deep they've gone into that. Uh, but for sure I, I feel like Devontae Freeman is not gonna come back. He's just been he's he's been hurt a lot. Oh yeah, I, he has. I mean, you want you want dependability. You know what I mean. I think that this draft is going to be very beneficial for for them. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, a year that that the that that the coach has, and I think also the I think they're also talking about the GM also. Um, Thomas Mitra, <laughs> Kendall's boy, right? Um, <laughs> My boy. <laughs> uh, that well, just so everybody knows, Kendall Kendall. Uh, Kendall actually is very fond of uh, much, uh, of 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 that GM, <laughs> but anyways, uh, going back to what I was saying, I think that you know because of the cap space, I do see them kind of going after a chase on you know because of the edge. You need somebody that kind of, especially you know you 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 go to the dome there where the Saints play. I mean, you need somebody that can bring pressure, get Drew Brees on the floor, you know. Right. Then you got Cam Newton. Uh, you don't. We don't. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Cam. But if he stays, I mean, Cam is still Cam Newton, regardless of the injury. I think his off season. It looks like he's 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 stronger than ever, and he looks more focused than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, overall, I, I do see them going there. It's kind of hard to predict their their <laughs> free agency because of the cap space. Right. But um, but most definitely, I mean, the defense needs some work. Um, yeah. Real quick, and, and and also just go go ahead and uh, Kendall. Appreciate. It. Real quick, I want to add there um alongside what Jerry said. Ta- some of their players they have drafted some talent the past couple of years, but they haven't lived up to expect expectations. Um, they got Tat Mc Tat McKinley out of UCLA. He he, I mean he was like a top twenty pick for them whenever they got him, and he just hasn't lived up to it. So I think you no, know, I think they're drafting well, but I think their players just have to play better. They got a cornerback. Um, I think I want to say it's Isaiah Oliver. I'm not. Don't quote. Don't quote me on that. But I believe it's him. That's their corner. I think they got him last year or the year before last. And I think he tore his ACL or something. And he played pretty good at the end of the season last year when he came on. But I think some of the players that they draft, they they just need to play up to their potential. No, yeah, Isaiah Oliver is out of uh, Colorado. Right. Okay. You're 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 right on that. One. Okay. And then and then you know I was just gonna add on that Arthur Blank has been very patient. With Dan Quinn, you know, ever since the, you know they went to uh, Super Bowl and they lost, you know, he's just he's been patient. He's not a guy to make a lot of moves, but I think this year they have to make something happen for his sake and then also Thomas Dimitrov's sake. 
No, yeah. I mean, Dimitrov has been there for a while. Yeah. So it's a it's a proven year for Dan Quinn, and Dimitrov. Uh, but definitely, most def, uh, most definitely, I think that they're going to have to really hit home runs on their draft picks to to be able to, you know, balance the uh, cap space and and be able to to, you know, keep up with the with the Saints. You know. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that does it for our. Um division uh, reviews as far as what needs these teams needed all right guys uh any final thoughts before we wrap up uh today's show uh I, I think that's i think that's about it we pretty much covered everything here you know like i said it's daily news it could be news that's going on right now but you know it's like i said it's a tough time right now in the sports world so you know we're just trying to keep everything going yeah i'm just that like what kendall was saying you know we we feel it too um but definitely, there, there's so much content out there, and and all we're doing is we're we're just trying to fill in the blanks, you know, going a little bit deeper than than what you would go. I mean, we're not trying to knock any podcasts, any other podcast down, or any other buddy covering sports down. Um, but definitely, most definitely, we want to say thank you to those that are following. I know that our Instagram, we've we've definitely kept you up to date on all the most you know recent updates, rumors signings, uh, reinstatements, whatever news it is. Um, Fidel, if you want to give them, if you want to give them the uh, Instagram page. Yeah, it's going to be a East West sports podcast on Instagram. And then we're also on Facebook and then on Twitter. Um, same, uh, same handle. And then also too, I just want to give a be- uh, special shout out to our, our, our listeners, you know, here in the U S but also in Canada. We, we appreciate your support. We cannot tell you guys enough. Thank you for listening. And, you know, our, our goal is to uh, kind of bring, you know, a positive energy to everybody's day. You know, either if you listen to us, you know, and then the morning right when you, you know, wake up, you start getting ready for work. Or if you listen to us on the way home from work or just to end your day. So we just want to say we appreciate our, our, uh, our listeners. And our DMs are open. So if you have any questions, any suggestions for the show, feel free to send us those messages. Yeah, don't be afraid. I mean, we're we're always we're always available. Um, you know, if you want to engage with some of the uh, content that we put out on the uh, social media platforms, feel free. If you have questions, feel free. We'll answer them right away too. So, thank you guys. All right, guys. Thank you. Well, that's gonna, yeah, and that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for us. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, have a good night. Be safe. Wash your hands properly. <laughs> um, and yeah, have a good night, guys. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for Female Empowerment, The Best Business Network, and GPN for Geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. 
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.